Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown Podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers are taking their time and filling out their roster. I'll explain my theory for that. The uh, Lakers also announced and Carmelo Anthony spoke publicly for the first time since becoming a Laker. He had some very interesting things to say as did Ken Bazemore, and it follows a trend from yesterday's lowdown where the Lakers are really getting excited to sacrifice and and really show that cohesion that wasn't there as much last year. So let's get to all of that here in a bit. Let's start with the players the Lakers haven't signed quite yet. They still have a few open roster spots. I still think they're probably going to head into next season uh, with only 14 guys on the roster just in case you know, the right buyout takes place and they want to add them without having to worry about, you know, immediately cutting somebody or anything like that. So I think they wind up going into the season with 14 players. Uh, the the running theory would be that they would add Wesley Matthews and Jared Dudley, but the fact that neither has happened so far really strikes me as interesting. Dudley is somebody who has really shown his value from a chemistry standpoint and would be valuable because... There are so few players returning. It would be good to have a consistent voice when it comes to role players figuring out where they should be on offense and defense. And Dudley would help a lot in that regard, as well as teaching some of the younger guys on the rotate in, in the uh, on the roster how to be professional. And that's something that Dudley is has obviously shown himself to be sticking around the league as long as he has, without really being all that productive. Uh, The other player that we thought would be on the roster as a, (laughs) I would have predicted he would already be on the Lakers is Wesley Matthews. I think this is another one that strikes me as interesting for a couple reasons. Wesley Matthews, uh, the number that he wore last year, he wore nine. Well, guess (laughs) Kent Paysmore is already wearing that jersey number as of now. Now, these things aren't always necessarily official. There's still some time to work that out. But normally, <laughs> uh, it's kind of like walking into your, your office and then finding somebody sitting at your desk gets a little awkward, I would imagine. So uh, Wesley Matthews, as of right now, is not a Laker, and the fact that they handed out his, uh, his jersey already doesn't really speak all that well, I don't think, to his chances of coming back, which means where are the Lakers going next? I know Laker fans are still holding on to hope that the Lakers might use Dennis Schroeder's contract uh, or or at least Dennis Schroeder as some kind of a sign-and-trade kind of a situation. I think it's pretty late in the game for that. And on top of that, I don't think the Lakers want to add any more salary to their situation. As lame as that might be and as stupid as I think it might be, uh, I think the Lakers are hoping to fill their last couple roster spots with veteran minimum-type players. Uh, so, So... I don't think Dennis Schroeder is going to be back. If he was going to take the veterans minimum, he would do so somewhere else. Uh, and and there's usually a bit of tension when it's a, a current team that would be going back on a prove-it type deal. I think the Dennis Schroeder era in, in LA is over. So I'm here on SB Nation. A um, friend of the show, Ricky O'Donnell, put together a list of the best available free agents and on it, he has Josh Hart, Laurie Markkinen, uh, Paul Millsap, Demarcus Cousins, James Ennis, Isaiah Hartenstein, uh, Svi Mikhailuk, and Garrison Matthews. So obviously some some familiar faces there. Isaac Bonga is also 
an unrestricted free agent. And so you, you look at that list and obviously slim pickings right now, not, not exactly ideal for anybody involved there. Uh, Josh Hart is a restricted free agent, I believe. And that makes it difficult to, to hopefully pry him away from there. If the Lakers can only use a, a minimum contract on him, he would probably just sign that or the, the Pelicans would probably just match that. So best chance at bringing Josh Hart in at a position the Lakers could kind of use a little extra. Uh, he would fit right in, I think, or Hart would. Had kind of an up and down season last year, but a 3 and D wing, you, you, especially one as strong as Hart uh, and, and as young as Hart, uh, would be an interesting addition here. Uh, so if the, the New Orleans Pelicans just kind of wave him and, and let him become an unrestricted free agent, that would be an interesting signing. And and that kind of brings me to the general overall point, and that's that, it's that look, the Lakers basically are just sitting there waiting for the right type of value guys to recognize, all right, it's going to be a veteran, veteran's minimum type season for us. Let's see what uh, I can do here on that minimum contract, see if we can prove ourselves to get a better or a longer-term deal next season, and then the Lakers can swoop in and, and grab guys like that. And Look, they could do that at any time with somebody like Wes Matthews, but could you get a Paul Millsap? Could you get a James Ennis, right? Uh, Hart, like I just talked about. The Lakers are hoping to, to kind of let some value stumble into them and, and try to swoop them up in the right kind of circumstances. And I think it's the right approach. Uh, the other possibility that we need to acknowledge here is that the Lakers might be hoping to go even cheaper and sign some type of really small deal for any of the guys who are on their current summer league team to fill out the end of the roster. I think it would be a mistake. I think we know that the Lakers can you know them being as deep as possible is probably approach the approach to take here just because of the ages across the roster but if this is the direction that the lakers want to go and if they want to continue to be cheap which i i think we can maybe assume at this point then what can you do at some point and i doubt that we'll ever get a straight answer on this but at some point I would really hope that Rob Palinka gets asked, hey, the spending situation that you guys found yourselves in this year, where there was a ton of reporting done on the financial limitations that the Lakers faced this year, is that going to be the case moving forward? Or is that just an outlier offseason here because of everything that the Lakers went through uh, during COVID? I would hope it's the latter, but if it's the former, then, <laughs> then man, I really hope the bus family sells. In other news, uh, Carmelo Anthony and Kent Bazemore spoke to the media today uh, as, as Lakers for the first time. Uh, Melo had a lot of things to say about, you know, wanting to be a part of a championship season. That's the, the it keeps him up at night was the, was the quote that he gave because it's the thing that his resume is missing. Uh, he said a, little, a lot of the right things in terms of getting in, in in the best shape that he can get in so that he can keep up with the type of energy that Russell Westbrook plays with, <laughs> having played with him before. 
Uh, and, and it's going to be really interesting to see what that looks like uh, and, and, and what kind of role Carmelo was looking to play on a championship team. It's easy to go out there and say, yeah, I really want to be a part of a championship team. Well, the type of player that Carmelo is right now, you really have to sacrifice on a championship level team. And if he's open to that, and he is willing to play, you know, a, a smaller role than he has played as his whole career, then I think he becomes extremely valuable for the Lakers. Uh, and and I really hope that that winds up being the case because unless he does that, he's not winning a championship over the course of his career. Unless it's like at the very, very end where he barely plays, but it doesn't sound like he's going to be the kind of player who would accept that kind of a role. But I think on, on this team, could he play... 15, 20 minutes a night as a scoring punch off of the bench, maybe close the occasional game uh, alongside LeBron and alongside AD. Awesome. That'd be great. Uh, If he wants any more than that, then I think he's going to be kind of disappointed looking around and realizing, oh, shit, that LeBron plays the same position as I do. I guess I'm probably not going to get a ton of minutes. Camp Bazemore, I thought, had one of the, the quotes of the day, though. This is from Alex Regla, uh, who you could listen to later today on the uh, Taco Tuesday podcast with Alex Padilla. But uh, he, he says, quote, Bazemore says, quote, nothing is given. He's a defense first coach. He said on the phone, you got to earn your minutes. And that's how I like it. Iron sharpens iron. Uh, that's when uh, he was asked about the role that he's going to be playing on Frank Vogel's team. And the, the he that Kent Bazemore was talking about was was Vogel, that apparently they spoke on the phone and and Vogel said that uh, all of the all of the roles that everybody plays this year are going to be earned. And man, that is music to my ears. That is exactly what I wanted to hear this season. Uh, I thought last year got kind of convoluted with the various roles that were promised to guys and and guys uh, responses to maybe playing smaller roles in certain situations than they anticipated. And I'm really happy to see that the Lakers moved away from that and got back to the culture of uh, competition that Rob Polinka spoke about at length when he took over. So getting back to that, I think, is a really important step here for the Lakers. And it should hopefully set a tone for competition that usually leads to championship level play. All right, that's going to do it here for the Lakers Lowdown Podcast. Do want to give a quick shout out to some of the stuff up on the site. Uh, There's some good stuff, again, regarding uh, the quotes from Carmelo Anthony, the quotes from uh, Kent Bazemore. Those are going to be up on the site. And then also, I thought Jacob Rue did a really good job uh, putting together the Dwight Howard quotes and 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 uh the story that was kind of very very touching to be completely honest from Dwight in his intro presser it was great to hear some of those quotes you're going to want to check out some of that um also on the podcast feed I spoke to Christian Rivas uh about the summer league team that the Lakers took out there to Vegas Uh, I thought it was a really fun podcast and uh, Christian told two really funny stories at the end of it one being uh, one of the times that he saw me in uh, Vegas Summer League at the at the old SB Nation house, uh, and and uh, <laughs> the scene that he painted was a funny one uh, to look at from the perspective of somebody who didn't really have access to, to <laughs> we had never really met before. So that that's a funny story. And then he also told a story about the time that his goalie might have concussed him 
uh, on a soccer field. So that was also really funny as well. Check out all of that on the Silver Screen and Roll podcast feed or at silverscreenandroll.com. Until tomorrow, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good day.